welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 2. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. Beautiful weather where I am. I hope it is where you are. I may have to go hit golf balls this afternoon. The phone number is 877-973-7425. If you'd like to be on this here program, delighted to have you. We'll loosen up on the phones today. Uh, I've got to talk about a... A bit of polling that I meant to talk about last hour. We just got sidetracked with with Bob's phone call. It's all Bob's fault. Uh, Nonetheless, I shall endeavor to catch back up with where I was. Uh, WPA Intelligence. Uh, Chris Wilson has been on the program. He is my favorite pollster in America. His firm does not do a lot of public polling. Most of his polling is private. Um, he, like most pollsters, misread voter intentions to a degree in 2022, but he still got a lot more right than he got wrong. Uh, so Chris and WPA, uh, and the W is, uh, the Wilson for Chris Wilson. They were the polling firm that showed Glenn Youngkin he would win in Virginia. And this year, Kevin Stitt, uh, they were they polled for him, and every pollster in America had the governor of Oklahoma losing to a Democrat in Oklahoma, except WPA. Uh, they had him winning uh, by a massive margin, which in fact he did that. And actually, now thinking about it, there were, there were three or four pollsters who had the incumbent governor of Oklahoma winning barely. Essentially, he was running against a Republican who became a Democrat for the sole purpose of challenging him. And most polls either had her winning or him barely winning. WPA Intelligence released a big poll, showed him blowing it out. Nobody thought it was real because every other poll showed something different. And WPA, they turned out to be right. They're a great polling firm. One of the reasons they're a very good polling firm is they don't waste their time with random voters. They only focus on voters who are registered to vote, and they lean towards registered voters who actually have voted at some point in their voter registration period. That gives them a little leg up on the accuracy of their pollings because they're not dealing with hypothetical voters, but actual people who can vote. And they decided to test the theories of the election as a postmortem. You can find this in my show notes email. If you subscribe to the daily email, you, you'll be able to find this information. Uh, you just text data to 33777, click that first link and subscribe. This is from the Daily Wire, uh, Ben Shapiro's outfit, about what WPA intelligence found. According to the postmortem of the election from WPA Intelligence, Florida Governor DeSantis is now more popular among those who voted for Donald Trump in the 2020 presidential election than Trump himself. They interviewed, uh, WPA Intelligence did, uh, they interviewed uh, 1,160 registered voters. It was conducted the as part of their autopsy of what actually happened in 2022. Trump still has 70% favorability among the GOP. 70%. Now that's down uh, from the 90% he had just over a year ago. 
It also turns out, according to WPA intelligence, that the Mar-a-Lago uh, raid energized Democrats more than Republicans. 35% of Democrats said the raid was very important in influencing their vote. Only 22% of Republicans did. Republican pundits and candidates may have inadvertently helped Democrats by spending much of August addressing the raid, according to WPA intelligence. Now, let me read you some of the bullet point notable findings. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis's net favorable rating surpasses uh, among self-described Trump Republicans is 68 favorable, zero unfavorable among self-described Trump Republicans. 71 favorable, 9% unfavorable among traditional Republicans. 82 favorable, 5% unfavorable among Reagan Republicans. DeSantis has more crossover appeal than both Trump and Biden with a net negative three favorability rating among independent voters compared to negative 27% for Biden and negative 39% for Trump. Among split ticket voters, DeSantis' favorability rating is plus seven. Biden's is down 21, Trump's is 36, split ticket. That's majority Republican. People who split their ticket uh, who are Republicans, 13% total nationwide, more likely to like DeSantis than either Trump or Biden. 64% of all voters, including 60% of Republicans, 63% of independents, and 65% of split ticket voters say Donald Trump was a major reason for the Republican Party's performance in the midterm elections. Trump is viewed unfavorably by almost one in three voters who backed Republicans in the midterms, including 33% of self-described Reagan Republicans, 34% of traditional Republicans, and 34% of Fox News viewers, and even one in five voters who backed him in 2020. 66% of independents view Trump unfavorably, including 52% who view him very unfavorably. A plurality of Republicans, 40%, including 50% of self-described traditional Republicans and Reagan Republicans, say Donald Trump should no longer be the leader or face of the Republican Party, while 37% say he should be. Among Fox News viewers, 45% say Trump should no longer be leader and face of the GOP. Only 35% say he should. What is very striking to me in the data from WPA intelligence is that uh, Republicans were more likely to split their ticket this year than Democrats. Overwhelmingly so, Republicans were willing to vote for a Democrat at the federal level and a Republican at the state level. The common pattern is that these Republican split ticket voters voted for candidates on the GOP side who were not aligned with Trump. And when given the choice between a Trump uh, candidate on the right and a considered reasonable Democrat on the left, they voted for that reasonable Democrat or they didn't vote at all. Now, I don't care who you are. You got to see the problem here for Republicans. The problem for Republicans with this polling from WPA intelligence is that you got Republicans themselves who don't want Trump and are willing to hold their nose and vote Democrat or stay home otherwise. But you also have about a third of the Republican voters who want Trump and no one else. There's an upside for the GOP. And I must be careful here because I'm not trying to, to pee on anybody's parade or insult anybody. But when you combine the Republicans who refuse to vote for Trump, 
and Trump candidates with the independent voters who lean Republican but won't vote for Trump and Trump supporters. You have a larger number of people total than the Republicans who say it must be Trump and no one else. That gives an advantage to the non-Trump faction if the data is to be believed. Now, you can say you disagree with this. That's totally fine. But you also have to have a theory of the election to explain 2022. And around the country, Republican candidates did fairly well when they weren't defined by and didn't make the race about Donald Trump. Joe Lombardo is going to be the governor of Nevada. He was the sheriff in uh, Clark County, Las Vegas area. He was endorsed by Donald Trump. Lombardo never ran an ad touting the endorsement, never talked about it, put distance between him and Trump, denied the 2020 election had been stolen, and ran about the Las Vegas and the Nevada economy and crime. And he won. He won. Around the country, candidates who did that were able to win. There is a path to victory for the GOP by running on the issues that matter to voters. It is just no coincidence at all that as they put distance between themselves and Trump, Republican candidates wound up doing better on the ballot. Uh, you may have an alternative explanation there, but then you, you've got you to make your alternative explanation uh, explain why in states like Ohio, the, the candidates who are not connected to Trump outperformed the candidates who were, like Mike DeWine versus J.D. Vance on the same ballot in every county in the state, or Georgia, Brian Kemp versus Herschel Walker, or in um, New Hampshire between the governor and the, the Senate race there, the Republican and the Democrat, you had all of these split tickets where the, the, the Republicans who weren't associated with Trump outperformed the Republicans who were. That, that pattern just exists, and you got to be able to define exactly why your theory of the race has to match up to that. And I can tell you that the exit polling data and the WPA intelligence data seem to reflect the same thing. You have a massive number of independent voters and Republican voters who want nothing to do with Trump anymore or his candidates. And it's fine if you disagree, and you can send me the hate mail and say I'm insulting Donald Trump, but what exactly is your theory for this divide? Why did in Georgia a guy like Kemp outperform a guy like uh, Herschel Walker and every Republican touched by Trump? Why did the governor of New Hampshire, Sununu, outperform the others? Why did the, the Republicans in Ohio who were either attacked by Trump or not tied to Trump do better? Why in Nevada did the same thing happen? Why in Arizona did the same thing happen? Time and time again, that happened. So what's the theory other than there are independent voters and Republican voters who just simply don't like the guy? You may like him. I totally understand. I hear from all of you. I'm not a, not a big fan. I still thought he would be better than Joe Biden. But we're in 2022. He's still relitigating re 2020, and there's more and more data out there showing people are just ready to move on. They're, they're ready to move on and not keep yelling about 2020. And maybe he can recalibrate. Maybe he can. Uh, my, my concern there, though, 
is this. He's surrounded by a staff that lacked the good judgment to keep him away from Nick Fuentes and Kanye West. And if you are surrounded by people who lack that judgment, you are probably surrounded by people who lack the judgment to help you pivot in some direction away from where you are. And some of those people argue they just actually don't have the capacity to get him to pivot because he is who he is. He talks about the things he talks about. And that matters tremendously. That's going to matter on the road ahead as we head to 2024. And the bottom line is that uh, Republicans really do want to win in 2024. Uh, but they're going to have a dogfight over this in 2024 unless they come to terms with needing new leadership at the top of the party. And it looks like, according to WPA Intelligence, a a growing um, majority, if not plurality right now, headed into a majority of Republicans realize there's got to be some changes at the top to move forward. I would submit another great change the GOP could make would be to get rid of Kevin McCarthy and end his bid for speakership by replacing someone else. It sends a signal to the voters nationwide. We hear you. We know we got to make some changes. McCarthy, a principleless, rudderless man who blows with the wind, would be a great person with no conviction to get rid of at the top of the party in the House and find someone who has some actual conviction, who can run and lead. The holidays are the most exciting time of the year, and if you want to enjoy them to the fullest, you need to get the best night's sleep ever, which is why you should be sleeping under Bull and Branch sheets. They're made of the finest 100% organic cotton threads on earth. And I got to tell you, I was on my front porch the other night. I'm just going to go off the script they gave me and tell you, I convinced a friend of mine through this ad you're hearing right now to buy them. And he said he and his wife got them and she couldn't believe he paid for Bowling Branch sheets. They're not that expensive. He took advantage of the deal, but she's like, oh, sheets like this, they must be super expensive. They're not. And then she was like, really? That was after the first wash. Now they've had them for two years, and he says they are the softest sheets ever. Every wash, they get softer and softer. I'm telling you, he's a believer. And now his wife's like, can't we buy Bowling Branch for every bed in the house? And he's like, we can, and they're going to because they're the best sheets. So here now with Christmas, it's time to take advantage of this incredible deal. 25% off site-wide plus free shipping when you use the promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at BolandBranch.com. That's BolandBranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com. Promo code ERIC, offer ends December 4th. Like my friend, who's a preacher, yes, they get softer every wash. They're the best sheets you will own. BolandBranch.com, promo code ERIC, offer ends December 4th. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. You are more than welcome to call in today. I'm going to go to Pierce. Welcome to the show. Pierce, how are you? I'm doing wonderful, Eric. It's Friday, you know? Yes, hey, thank uh, goodness. I guess Jeff Duncan doesn't have any uh, statewide or national aspirations because he sure lost my vote. Um but that wasn't what I called about. I know it's old news because it's not on the news, but the congressman that was elected in November to serve the 4th District, I think, in Virginia? Yes. Passed away recently. And right. he can't. no one can be appointed. It has to be an election, a special election. What are the chances Republicans could 
flip that seat. Uh, not good, to be honest with you. Um, after it was redrawn, it's actually a pretty highly Democratic district at this point. Um, that's uh, Don McEachin is the Democratic congressman there. And he had cancer uh, and passed away recently. He got 63% of the vote. Uh, the way the district was redrafted um, is it was redrafted to be a Democratic district. Um, prior to that, it actually had a pretty good history of being a Republican. Uh, but he won in uh, 2016. Oil, just to give, or, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, no, in, in 2012, Randy Forbes won with 56% of the vote. Okay. And then um, he held on in 2014, got 60% of the vote. Then in um, he dropped out, and in 2016, McEachin got 57% of the vote. In okay. 2018, he got 62% of the vote. In 29, or 2020, got 61% of the vote. And in 2022, got 63% of the vote. Uh, it's gone up oh, every wow. time. Yeah, so the, the district over time, so and for people who don't know where that district is, uh, pretty familiar with it. My sister and brother-in-law used to live up there. Uh, that is the, the 4th Congressional District is uh, the, the southern part south of Richmond, Chesapeake Bay, Virginia area, carves out the military areas, and it goes into urban areas. Uh, predominantly black district at this point. It's, it's a pretty Democratic-leaning district, um, so very right. hard for the GOP to pick that up. Be nice if we could. They could find a uh, um, a black Republican candidate to go up. Well, they did like this past Kelvin time. King, you know, yeah, they, they actually found a very good uh, black Republican candidate to run against McEachin, and he still lost. Well, maybe without McEachin there, maybe he could run again and possibly flip that seat. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe. They, they got a great guy. Uh, his name was Leon Benjamin Sr., and he um, had been a conservative activist, was a pastor, uh, built up a coalition there that was pretty strong, and he got 36% of the vote. Wow. Yeah. All I right. mean, you know, this is I was just, just the curious way, about it. Look, Pierce, I appreciate it. You know, this is just the way that um, – some of these districts are drawn where, I mean, they, 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 there's a thing called a yellow dog, yellow dog Democrat in particular, they use the phrase for where you'd rather vote for a, a yellow dog than a Republican. There are districts that are like R plus 30. And there are districts that are D plus 30, meaning the average generic Democrat gets 30% of the vote. And this district was drawn to be a safe Democratic district. It had been a Republican district. Um, but became a Democratic district in the redistricting process. Let's pause and just talk about what's going on in the country for a moment. We got sky-high inflation. We got runaway government spending. Trust in Washington is completely eroded. When government is this dysfunctional, you got to change the course of the country. You know you have to. That's why I'm excited about the work Americans for Prosperity is doing. They're focused on policy solutions that actually improve people's lives, unlike so many in D.C., who just want to play political football and have power. Americas for Prosperity doesn't just come up with solutions. They act on those solutions. They have the largest network of community activists in the country. They are out there every day talking to millions of their fellow Americans. If you're interested in seeing how you can get started with Americans for Prosperity in your community, visit americansforprosperity.org slash Eric today. That's americansforprosperity.org slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K. 
Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, let's go to Jim. Welcome to the show, Jim. Jim? Jim, I'm calling down from Clarksville, the trout fishing capital of Georgia. I love it up there. My goodness gracious. I, I, I love that place so much. You know, they're reeling in whoppers out of Lake Russell, and uh, I picked a couple of nice ones out of the Sequoia River over here. But uh, we know you I get up here. Up we there. like to see you. Yeah, I, hey, I love to um, be up there. Hey, I don't know if you did a little prep since I called in while I was waiting, but uh, there is a case, and I think it's right up your alley. I know that you specialize in election law and uh with your background, I'm really interested on what your opinion is. There was a case, the Brunson case, Brunson Adams, and it was stuck for four or five months in the Tenth Circuit. You know, the Supreme Court just reached down and said, come on in. They want to hear the case. Uh, there was some interesting twist, too, that the, the attorneys on behalf of the 388 members of Congress quit on the last possible day. And instead of interesting, uh, bringing in new defenses, the Solicitor General is just going to stick on immunity. And this has a lot of far-reaching consequences. I don't know if your listeners are uh, legal geeks like me, and probably you, but this is one that uh, um, the, the, the immunity issue versus uh, due process, I, 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 it has some far-reaching consequences, and I'd like to know what you think. I got to be honest with you. Um, I'm looking up the case right now, and I've got uh, no earthly clue about the case. Okay. Well, you, you might want to put this into your so rack. I'd love to Raylan hear Raylan Brunson versus Alma Adams. Is that it? Brunson Adams. Yes. Yep. And it, right. the Supreme Court just grabbed it. It's supposed to be going under consultation either this Friday or they have a another gathering next Friday. And, uh, the read into this. If you go to, I don't know if I can mention the, the website where you can download the discoveries, all of his documentation at seven discoveries.com with the number seven discoveries.com. But he's got all of his documents, all of his paperwork right there. And he's doing this pro se. He's not got a team. And you know, when the solicitor general, when the, when the team, when the, the team of attorneys representing Congress throw in their hat and quit, and the Solicitor General steps up, and all he says is he introduces no other defenses, only immunity. Uh, the, 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 the top of my head blows off. I'm like, oh, my God, this could really affect uh, the electoral process. It's, there's some good interviews out there with his brother, Loy, who has a duplicate case. that uh, It's just his brother happened to the, the, the one that made it in there happened to get selected hand-selected by the Supreme Court first, but it's coming up, and uh, all they need are, I think, four people to agree to see it before the Supreme Court. All right. And it, uh, will, it, will, it, it has a lot up. to do with uh, qualified immunity of, of the Congress and, uh, and the due process of the whole election procedure. This isn't about Trump and real returning elections, but it may have some influence on all that. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking at some of the court filings here, Jim. I, I look, I appreciate you flagging it for me. I will I, I, essentially what I can gather just out of the gate is that there's a circuit court split 
Um, so when to, you know, the nation is divided, every state has district courts. And those district courts in states appeal to a circuit court, and the circuit courts represent a cluster of states. So, for example, I'm in the 11th Circuit. So Georgia has three district courts, northern, middle, and southern. And Florida has several. Alabama has several. When those cases are appealed, they go to the 11th Circuit, which covers Alabama, Georgia, and Florida, Um Louisiana, for example, in Texas and, and Alabama, or, uh, Mississippi are in the Fifth Circuit. And so cases go from those states to that circuit. When the Fifth Circuit and the Eleventh Circuit have similar cases and arrive at different conclusions, it's called a circuit court split. And the Supreme Court takes those cases and pronounces a final opinion that's binding on both circuits. Essentially, it picks between the arguments of the 5th and the 11th or the 9th or what have you and determines it. And this case is about um, conflicting doctrines. Um, now, some people are, I'm gathering, reading this as if it goes in the way of Mr. Brunson, who is filing pro se, that means he's representing himself, that it would force uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris out of office. It will do no such thing. The Supreme Court does not have the power to do that once Congress has certified the election. It could shape future actions, not present actions. Um, I have to say that uh, Loy Arlen Brunson comes across as, as not a serious person considering he's suing pretty much all of Congress by name. Um, we will see where this actually goes. I would be hard-pressed to imagine um, how far this goes. It's made it to the Supreme Court for a review of the circuit splits, and he's got them on that. Uh, but for those who, and I'm gathering just looking online, and again, I'm not familiar with the case. But when you see certain things that that trigger your spidey sense, and you know people are saying that if he wins, it would force an overturning of the 2020 election and throwing out uh, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. No, the hell it will not. And I assure you of that, no matter what he wins, you're not going to see Joe Biden and Kamala Harris removed by the Supreme Court. And the reason is because uh, the Congress certified the, elect uh, the Electoral College and the Supreme Court Chief Justice swore in the President of the United States. It cannot all be undone by five members of the Supreme Court. Now, you may think otherwise, but you're wrong. But as to the actual arguments made, I'm not familiar with them and we'll dig into them because now I'm super curious. Uh, but no, you you can't actually have the Supreme Court throw out the election once Congress has certified it. There There is a thing, uh, whether you like it or not, you know this is relevant, something I was going to talk about. Uh, Arizona Republicans have a problem. One of the counties in Arizona is refusing to certify its election results. And so Katie Hobbs, who has won the governor's race in Arizona, is suing the county to force it to certify its election results because in Arizona, every county must certify the results for the results to be counted. And you can say, well, she she's suing because if she forces them to certify the results, it, it will help her. Actually, no, because this is a Republican county that Carrie Lake won and several other Republicans won. And if the county does not certify its results, 
its results will not be counted, and a uh, member of Congress who is a Republican will lose his seat to the Democrats. And one of the statewide elected Republicans in Arizona, the school superintendent who just won, will actually be defeated by the Democrat. And Katie Hobbs, as Secretary of State, is suing to force them to count their votes. And the county is saying they're not going to do it because there were irregularities and they can't certify it. If they don't certify it, Republicans will lose two seats. And it actually has nothing to do with irregularities. It has everything to do with some of the Republicans in this county or election truthers who believe that they can't guarantee that the election was actually conducted safely on the electronic voting machines they used. I wish I was making that up. If it sounds like crazy town, the Republicans actually won. And the Republicans in the county are saying, we can't be sure that this was true. I guess we need to let the Democrats win. The whole thing is, is bat poop crazy. People have gone to crazy town. Now, I've got to tell you, I have a new hero, and it's a federal judge in Arizona who has just forced Carrie Lake's attorneys to pay attorney's fees and sanctioned them. It is very rare to have attorneys sanctioned by a federal court. And this lawsuit Carrie Lake filed in April uh, has been resolved by a federal judge who's now imposed sanctions on all of her lawyers, some of the top uh, Republican lawyers in the country because of the frivolousness of some of their arguments. So, for example, they argued that Maricopa County in Arizona does not use paper ballots, except Maricopa County does use paper ballots. Uh, The Cyber Ninja team actually did their review of the 2020 election by looking at the paper ballots. What the argument is is because an electronic device is used to tabulate the paper ballots, that it's an electronic election, except the people fill in the bubbles and cast their ballots on paper ballots. It's just the electronic machines tabulate them. It speeds up the process, Uh, or it should. uh, We should, uh, you know, interestingly enough, the head of the Board of Elections in Maricopa County is a Republican. I have met the guy, uh, and he is actually agrees with you and me on so much, including he doesn't like um, same-day voter registration. He doesn't think it's a bad thing that people don't show up to vote, that he doesn't think they should be compelled or incentivized, uh, that that we should take the emotions out of it. He's actually a pretty big defender of Republican views on elections, and yet everybody's attacking. Now, I I also, I I get that, um, that Maricopa County has been incompetent in how it counts, And they're prohibited by the state from being able to count absentee and early votes until after all the other votes are counted, which is part of the problem. The state should change that. You know, this gets me to when I was in Washington on Wednesday. The reason I wasn't here wasn't that I took a vacation day. It was that I was actually speaking to a bipartisan uh, group of former and current members of Congress who have a working group with some outside people who are trying to find common ground between Republicans and Democrats on how to bring integrity to the election process. And they asked me to come up and talk to them. One of the things I told them is that Republicans and Democrats alike need to get over their hangup about waiting until counting election day votes to count the absentee and early votes. Florida is able to count all of its 10 to 20 million votes cast, however many there are, Because Florida, when an absentee ballot comes in before Election Day, goes on and certifies that that ballot was lawfully cast and then runs it into the tabulation machine. 
So on election day, when the polls close, Florida can push a button and have tabulated instantly all of the absentee ballots because they've been scanning them as they've come in. They haven't revealed the vote. They haven't processed the total number. They haven't done anything to give you how many votes have been cast for candidates. They just can do the ballot count. We've, we've taken this absentee ballot. This absentee ballot came in a week before the election. To the Republican and Democratic poll watchers of the Board of Elections, is this a lawful ballot? Yes, it is. Okay, since it's a lawful ballot, can we count it? Yes, you can. And they pass it through the machine. So by the time the polls close on election day, all the absentee ballots have already been processed. They've all been vetted. They've all been challenged if they needed to be challenged. So you don't have to do any of that until after the election is over. It's already been done. So then you, the moment the polls close, you push the button. Here are all the absentee ballots. Now let's get the results. Okay, now let's start doing the election day returns. All the machines have collected them. Bring us the cards. We put the cards in the machine. All the ballots have been scanned. Here's the results. Boom, we know who won the election. Within hours of the election being called, every county gets the results in. In Arizona, you can't even begin to look at the absentee ballots until you've counted all of the ballots from the election day. Now it could take you 24 hours to count all the ballots from the election day. Okay, now let's start the absentee ballots for which there are more than were cast on election day. Okay, now let's do the people who showed up to vote early. Let's count theirs. And it drags it out for weeks. You don't have to do this, Arizona. You don't have to do this, Pennsylvania. You don't have to do this, New York and California. All you got to do do what Florida does. It should be the model law for everyone. In fact, Georgia changed its processes and became much more efficient this time than last time, and several other states did. They should be the model moving forward. Now, you want a model for conservative activism from American corporations? One of them, Patriot Mobile, is your model. It's a group of Christian conservatives. They started a cell phone company. It's called an MVNO. That's a technical term for mobile virtual operator network. They use the same cell towers everybody else uses. But because they are started as a Christian conservative company, they can use a portion of their profits to help Christian and conservative causes. So they help the pro-life movement, the Second Amendment movement, but they need you as a customer to be able to do that. All you have to do is go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric today. Take your business to them. They use the same cell towers everybody else uses. They have guaranteed great service. And unlike those big operators, they take a portion of their profits and they fund the causes you care about. Patriotmobile.com slash Eric. You can also call them. If you don't want to do it over the internet, you can do it over the phone. 972-PATRIOT is their phone number. You call them and tell them I sent you. Say Eric sent me. They will give you free activation by using my name. If you want to check out the service for yourself, go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K. They have a link to a map for their network. You can see just how strong the signal is for 5G data voice in your area. You can move your number to them. You can take your existing phone number and take it to Patriot Mobile or get a brand new phone number from them. If you have an unlocked phone, you can take that to them as well. They can do an eSIM. They can get you set up same day. You take your business to Patriot Mobile, and then they take a portion of their profits and give it to the causes you care about and fund conservative candidates nationwide. Great, great idea. Great program. Great company. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric.
This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Wherever you are nationwide, they can help your business grow. You reach out to them, firstlibertyga.com. Tell them I sent you. Spend a few minutes with them. See if you're good for them and they for you. If you're buying a building, building a building, growing a franchise, you need $750,000 or more, they may be a good fit. Firstlibertyga.com. When we come back, I, you know, I gotta, I gotta tell you the um, Sam Bankman Freed stuff. New York Times audience applauded him last night. It's just remarkable to me. Uh, but I, I, I gotta, <laughs> I, I, I gotta play you this Obama clip. He's campaigning for Raphael Warnock uh, in Georgia. Uh, he, he, he does occasionally say some funny things. We all know some folks in our lives who we don't wish them ill will. They say crazy stuff. We're all like, well, you know, Uncle Joe, you know what happened to him. You know, it's okay. They're part of the family. But you don't give them serious responsibilities. Uncle Joe, uh, which Joe is he talking about? Now, there's one more thing he said. Some folks are asking, well, if Democrats already have control of the Senate, why, why does this matter? What's the, what's the difference between 50 and 51? The answer is a lot. An extra senator gives Democrats more breathing room on important bills. It prevents one person from holding up everything. And it also puts us in a better position a couple years from now when you've got another election, but the Senate map is going to be tilted in the favor of Republicans. But you know what? There's one more reason. And it's the biggest reason. 51 is better than 50 because it means Reverend Warnock will keep representing you in Washington. So you want to stop the Democrats and be able to slow them down. You got to go vote for Herschel Walker. More importantly, the White House is floating the name of Stacey Abrams for the Federal Communications Commission. And if you vote for Raphael Warnock, you give the Senate 51 seats, which means the committees in the Senate are no longer split evenly. The Democrats get the majority of the seats which makes it very hard to block those nominations. So you want to stop Stacey Abrams from getting a seat on the FCC where she gets to lord it over TV and radio stations of America. You got to go vote for Herschel Walker uh, because the tied Senate means a tied committee means the Republicans have the power to be able to stop some of the worst nominations possible, including Stacey Abrams. So you got to vote for Walker.